Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic. Because talking it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. All right, so rituals, a topic I love. You're pretty into rituals. I'm I'm very into rituals. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kayleen, start us off with the actual definition of rituals. According to my Google search, ritual is a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed in a prescribed order, or it's a series of actions or type of behavior regularly and invariably followed by somebody, or it's a verb of an action arising from convention or habit. That one makes me think of like sports rituals. All right. So Jordan, what does ritual mean to you? Oh, you know, it's interesting. So I I actually have um, OCD and like not the cute kind, like the real kind um, where, you know, not like the kind where it's like your house is so clean. Like a joke. It's like a real diagnosis. I have a real diagnosis, um, like the anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. And in that, you know, rituals are something that that's what that's what it's based off of. You you create rituals to alleviate your anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I have like an interesting relationship with them because I love rituals by nature. And right. that's, it's ingrained in me, but I have to be kind of careful not to let them rule the roost, so to speak, or right. take over. But I do, I do have weekly things that I love to do. And a lot of them are pretty woo. They're pretty <laughs> woo. Some of them are, you know, really simple stuff, baths and meditations, but sometimes they're a little more specific. What about you? What are your rituals? Well, Before I talk about what my rituals are, I want to tell you, I have been trying to figure out in my head, what is the difference between a ritual and a habit? Mm -hmm. And like, what do I, how do I like, what makes something a ritual? Cause I could, my life is like pretty redundant. Like I feel like every week is sort of similar. So then I'm like, is my whole life a ritual? No, (laughs) because Mm -mm. a lot of that doesn't feel great. Like just cause something is a repetitive action doesn't mean that it's like a ritual. So for me, I feel like ritual comes from like intention. When I like have an intention about something or like a connection of meaning to a practice, like you can shower or you can like shower your day away, you know, and like you can just think about letting that day go and washing it away or like bringing in the energy that you want for the day. So there's like two totally different kinds of showers and one is a ritual and one isn't. I agree. That's that's the difference I would say is like where your intention lies in it. Like, yeah. you know, a ritual to me is they're a little luxurious, honestly, because yeah. you kind of, you know, you're being more mindful. You're, you know, you're not just like, I know a lot of people say like washing dishes. I hate washing dishes and I don't think I could mindfully wash dishes, but like. But you could like set a candle and put on a podcast. You could and then kind of make it a ritual. Bearable. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But I find that, yeah, intention is definitely what I would say the difference between a habit and a ritual is for me. Because habits are, I mean, that's just a grind a lot of times. It's like what you, you can make a habit because you get in the habit of doing it, but sometimes it's mindless. That's why it's a habit. Right. Versus like the ritual is, you know, you have the intention behind it and it's, yeah, I don't know. It it just feels more special. Yeah. And so some things that are like routine for me, like waking up is something that I do every day, right? I hope most days. <laughs> <laughs> so I've like tried to work in some rituals into my morning routine, my morning rhythm so that it is like something that feels better. So recently I got this 
Casper glow light. Do you know what this thing is? I've seen it. Tell me about it. It's magical. So it's Casper, the mattress company that you see like on Instagram and everything. They have this non-spawn. Well, I mean, if they want to throw us some coin, (laughs) they can. Um, But no. So the glow light is their alarm clock, which is really like a night light. It's beautiful. And it helps you go to sleep and it helps you wake up with light. So it does a countdown for like 45 minutes where it like will turn itself off at night. And then in the morning, you set the time on your app on your phone and it wakes you up with light, which is like so much better to me than sound because... Does it work? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it works the same way any alarm works. Like you can turn it off and hit snooze and do that whole thing. But for me, like being woken up with light is like such a more peaceful, easeful way to wake up. And then my alarm goes off or my kid starts crying, whatever. But having the light, it's like when the sun used to wake you up, when you used to wake up with the sun. So putting on the list by Casper Glow Light. I'll put it in the show notes. You can shop there. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So that's like one of the things that I've started to do. That's like, I feel like a um, routine thing that I've made into a ritual is just like letting the light wake me up. And then when I wake up in the morning now, I don't like spring out of bed and I don't get on my phone. I chug some water. I am desperately trying to stop the the phone mm-hmm. like in the morning and yeah. in the evening ritual because it's or ha- that is a habit. That That's is not a ritual. But you can make a ritual to work overwork that habit. I, I'm working on yeah. that now. I've the, What I have done is I have like a whole separate woo Instagram, which as you know, I like compartmentalize my Instagrams. I have more Instagram than any other any other person I've ever met. I didn't even know that this was a thing that people did until you. I told think me about I'm, it. A, I'm the only person I know that does this. But well, share I only with our listeners because it is okay. a good practice. It I kind think. of is if you're into like if you're OCD and into compartmentalizing as I am, mm-hmm. uh, then you will definitely love this because I basically have. So if I want to follow health accounts or food accounts, and I want all my recipes in one place, I have like my health Instagram where mm-hmm. I only follow those types of accounts. Then I have my like hair and beauty account, which has now become sort of a lifestyle, you know, whatever my, basically just my Instagram. And so I mostly follow like friends, peers, local people. Then I have my woo woo account and I only follow tarot, astrology, psychics, plant medicine, you name it. If it's a little woo, it's on that account. Mm -hmm. And I have made it where I'm only allowed to look at that account right before I go to bed because it is very, very good vibes. It's only like positive, really. I will occasionally find like, I'll look up certain nights of the week. We'll have like astrology for the week, different days, different people. And I'll kind of like, you know, glimpse into my future a little bit. What's, let's see what's going to happen or what the, what's in the stars, you know? <laughs> but a lot of it is mostly just quotes from the four agreements and really just good vibes. That's so nice. so yeah. I, I have kind of gotten down to that, but I mean, just, I know for my, my vision, my brain, like we don't know what these phones are doing. And I would really like to get in the habit of like not depending on the phone um, or just mindlessly scrolling. Well, one of the things I'm trying to work on right now is giving my phone a home and like plugging it in at night. So I actually, we have, I have an outlet in my closet, which is kind of, I don't know if everybody has electricity in their closet, but we had, no, yeah, we had one installed (laughs) because it was like, there's, there's a wall that has an outlet on the other side. So we had an electrician at the house and I was like, can you just throw an outlet in there? And so they just like, like added one on the other side of the wall. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. So now my phone has a home. It's in my closet. I can plug it in. And I my closet is sort of like my haven, like my safe space, yeah. my oasis. So it's a good place to, to dock something. My intention is to plug my phone in for the night and then meditate and then have no tech. I still think that like watching a TV show without an, a laptop open or without a phone in my like hand is 
that's monotasking. And I feel like that's something I don't do very often anymore. So, um, but yeah, I'm trying, that's the thing I'm trying right now. So that's, I'm trying to make it a ritual. What do you think about like, like TV in general? I'm a, I'm a huge TV watcher. I like, yes. And I will never give it up. Because I have no intention of doing so. I <laughs> Not with abs- that attitude. No, I, no, I don't want to. I don't wish to. There's no part of me that's like, I don't like this about myself. Like yeah. I was raised on the TV. I'm good with it. Yeah. I Since having a baby, I obviously don't watch as much. Like I don't binge watch TV shows in a day. Right. I do it, you know, between the hours of like. Nap time and bedtime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there is something like Nathan and I, we have like the no phone zone for um for our phones when we go to watch the TV show of our oh, choice at the yeah. time. So it's yeah. similar to you like monotasking. And like I put that on my list as like that is kind of a ritual for us. Like right. it's definitely like we know, are we going to watch a show and we, we're going to watch a show and, yeah. you know, wine in hand, like is wine part of my ritual? Like it can be. It can be. Yeah. For me, that does, it does feel like a ritual. It feels, it feels good. That's the thing about rituals though, is that like, if it's anchored to a feeling that's good, then great. If it's something that like at one point you're like, I think a glass of wine sounds really nice. And so you have one. And then like six days later, you're like, oh, I've had a glass of wine every single night. And now I don't feel good about that. Then it's no longer a ritual. It's become a habit that's not anchored in anything good. And so that's sort of the dance that I do constantly where I feel like I'm like, tweaking over and over again of like, oh, that doesn't serve me anymore. Throw that out, start something new. And so I feel like I don't have like a ton of established things that I would name a ritual, but like, it's more like the feeling that I'm trying to cultivate in my everyday life of like calm and ease that sometimes things are anchored in that. So like turning on my essential oil diffuser, Mm. that's like one is I'm just pushing a button. It's not really like that magical, but when I do it with like a purpose of like, this is going to like, it's like a shift in tone or like, you know, or lighting a candle. Like this morning I got up super early with my daughter. I was not too happy about it. And I was like, I'm going to burn a candle. (laughs) That's going to make me feel better. So that's like a ritual of like connecting with myself, connecting with fire, which is nature and just a moment, literally like a second of breathing. Everything's fine. And so that's sort of what rituals are for me. You know, that's an interesting point, like about the nature element. I like the idea. I do think that... Well, we are animals. We are animals. We forget that yeah, so yeah. easily because we live in our head, which our head is not very animalistic. It's like the one part of us that like our brains are not like bird brains, right? Mm-hmm. But like we exist in nature just like birds do. Not just like, they get to fly. (laughs) I know, it's not fair. But you know, like they are interacting with the moon and we don't always interact with the moon, but we can, it's there, it's always there. And so just like tapping into like, yeah, sometimes you take for granted the fact that like water is nature- you know, you shower in water, you bathe oh, in water, you drink I water. I don't take that for granted. I am, my biggest ritual is definitely baths. Like yeah. I'm a huge, I have like all sorts of rituals. Tell that, us more about your rituals. I have all sorts of rituals that are just revolve around the bath. And um, it's, I'm sorry for anybody out there who's not a bath taker. I have become very aware in my life that many people are shower takers. You and like only bathe. I pretty much only exclusively bathe and we can get into a, you know, I'm not going to get into your hair in the bath. <laughs> I siphon. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> if nothing, I, if you, I ever, weird. <laughs> if I ever go zero waste, then, you know, like then I will maybe have to at least give up some of my bathing situation sure. because I siphon the water the entire time. So I'm not just like bathing in my own field as I know is like a thing that people think about oh, who are shower takers. I've never thought of that. Oh, that's like, yeah. My, many people in my life who are shower takers are like, we we have like an argument. I'm like, I feel cleaner after a bath. Like that's me. Okay. But 
I digress because that's not really what it's about. Like for me, it's like the whole act of an eat. I, I particularly love when I wash my hair because I do like lay down in the tub and it's just like this amazing feeling of like being submerged. Yeah. And you just don't get that in a shower. I do take sure. showers, like especially on trips or different things where I'm like not in my own bathtub. Okay. But I have all these different things that I bring with me into the into the bath time situation. So I do like... I'm, How long does this take? It's like a 30-minute thing at least every night. Every night? Every night. Oh, wow. yeah. It's like 30 minutes of my time. And so I kind of have I mean, to do it. I mean, 30 minutes isn't that big, but it's every not, night is. It's not that big. Sometimes it's shorter, but not often. Um, 30 minutes is kind of... Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, you have to go do this. Like Nathan will be like, you have to do this so we can watch our show. Okay. So we can do our joint ritual. <laughs> um, but I on like an ideal night, it's like 30 minutes and at least twice a week, it definitely is. And I will like prop my phone up somewhere where I can like watch YouTube. And on the YouTube, I occasionally I'll do like meditations, like Abraham Hicks or, you know, things like that. But most for the most part, early in the week, there's all sorts of people who do these like weekly tarot readings on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so I'll set those up to kind of like, just see what my week's going to be about, like what the energies in the air are. And they're pulling these for everybody though. Correct. But that's the thing about tarot is like, I I really encourage you to watch it because (laughs) it, A, it will- I never have. And and you have to, because it really, (laughs) A, it'll help you become a better reader for yourself. And you kind of have to find readers you connect to. Mine all, mine, I have three that I really love and they all happen to be British ladies. One is like a more kind of wily British lady. She's my favorite Mm -hmm. Aquarian Insight on um, YouTube. Estelle is probably- the like gold standard of YouTube tarot. And she's like an, an, you know, older woman. She's very sweet, has like a really dainty kind of energy. And she reads for your week in a way that's like so palatable. So like she's kind of for everyone. Okay. And then there's Truth Well Told, which is sort of like a, she's similar to Estelle, but just like maybe a little more airy fairy. But anyway, so I read those or I I will watch those in the tub and I typically will have some sort of like, I need something in the tub with me. So I'll have like an Epsom salt or I will do a mustard bath is my ideal. And people are always like- mustard? What is a mustard bath? <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, Dr. Singh Ha's mustard bath. Every person go buy it. If you are if you are somebody who works out at all, go buy it because it is like a it's like a muscle reliever. But if you're allergic to mustard, I do have a friend who's allergic to mustard oh, and no. she's like, I'm deathly afraid of like your mustard bath and you know. You don't want to bathe you in probably shouldn't you, do you that. You would die. You know um, who you are. Don't Yeah, do yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like bright yellow. It has like turmeric and huh. it has some other things in there. It kind of makes me sneeze when I first get in, but it's it will literally make you sleep like a baby. It will take a it will soothe all your sore muscles. Like it's like Epsom salt on it's next level. And I will only do that like maybe like one night a week, but it's mm-hmm. like that's a very special night. But like I'll do that and sometimes I'll do my I do these like hypnosis deep imaginings. And so sometimes I'll do those in the tub because um That's like you're listening to your Lacey Phillips stuff. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so I'll do that in the tub too. And you know, usually I'll have like I will either I have a aromatherapy diffuser. So I'll do like you know, some, some essential oils or I'll light incense. I mean, it's all very, this is a ritual. This is like my <laughs> haven. It's like, I'm in the tub, you know, it's a, it's, it's a special sort of thing. overwhelming me, but you, it brings you a lot of joy. Like it's not an overwhelming thing to you. Well, here's the thing. Where is it? Because it is a true ritual for me. Yeah. It is, it is, it falls within that OCD tendency. So it's sort of like, if I don't get to do it, that's oh. what causes anxiety. Yeah. When you have OCD, that's kind of how it works. So it's something I kind of almost have to do. Right. Um, But I I have an okay grasp on some of that. So it's okay. But like, 
yeah, I pretty much need to do it or I'm going to be a grumpy person mm-hmm. like for the rest of the week. But this is at night. You do it at night. I do. I, this is the big deal is only like one night a week and the rest of the week it's like, and I'll do a mask while I'm doing all this. That's nice. Yeah. Skincare is a ritual for me for sure. Just the act of like touching your face and centering yourself. Yeah. I'm not very, I've, I've come to realize from watching things on Instagram, I'm not really on the YouTube, but I do watch a lot on Instagram. Yeah. Like I don't have a very soft touch when I like am applying makeup or putting like skincare on and I see these like beauty bloggers do it and they're like so gentle with their skin that I'm like, oh, well, sure. That looks like it would be nice. But the way I like slap stuff on, it's like, it's not, I'm not that gentle either. You're not? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get I'm in there. I'm aspiring to yeah. like, be more like gentle with my skin. You're a I gentle feel, spirit, I, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Or I, I, you have the aspirations I for a do. gentle spirit. I'm very attracted to the idea of being gentle. Mm-hmm. I realized when I had my kids, when I had my son, I like had this newborn and I was like, I don't feel like I'm being very gentle with this little tiny body. And I was right. like, I want to be more gentle. That was like an idea I had, like something to work towards, which is like <laughs> would never occur to me in my life before kids that I'd want, like I'd aspire to be more gentle. I don't know. I understand that. Do I mean, you? yeah. I mean, I definitely, I'm working on, you know, gentle and feminine energy and it's hard. It's not, doesn't come that naturally to me. Even um, the saying that you're working on it is like the opposite of the feminine. Like you should I'm be working like on allowing. allowing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allowing has like been my, I've been doing this hundred days of yoga, which is like probably the most masculine energy thing I could be doing. <laughs> I just want to check the boxes. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I even have like a literal box checker <laughs> <laughs> that I post on Instagram. But, um, I, in doing that, you know, uh-huh. every day I go in and I try to give myself a word. And I would say like in 80% of these yoga classes, my word, it's like struggle. It's not meant to be, <laughs> but that's what it ends up being. And I just keep repeating it in my mind. Struggle. struggle. I don't know. It comes, it like comes to me, but the ones where you I'm like, let that flow through. Yes. I'm, that's what I'm working. You can't resist the struggle. The, align, the aligning part of me or the goal for aligning is like allowing. I, every, yeah. every time I'm in there, I'm like allowing, allowing, like, you know, and then it's like struggle. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely the war within. Oh, that's Uh, rough. (laughs) Well, that's a ritual, I guess, is like having those words anchor. Words have like a lot of meaning for me too. And Mm so I have in the past, um, I'm not currently doing it, but in the past I have shared on Instagram and set for myself a weekly intention, just a word that I want to come back to. And whenever I do that, I always feel so like connected to myself. And it isn't that I like hold on to that word, breathe, for example, like every minute of every day. But Mm -hmm. whenever I do feel myself like out of whack or out of alignment or out of control, just having a one word, a singular focus to come back to, no matter what it is, like always makes me feel better. And so that's sort of what you were talking about earlier, that ritual sometimes does give us like a sense of control or a sense of connection. And another thing I was thinking about with rituals is that, I mean, a lot, the idea of a ritual, there's a lot of it in like religion and spirituality. Um, There's rites, you know, there's these things that in all of millennia in across any religion, there's these practices that people gather to do and do that are very symbol symbolic. Yes. And so that's also what rituals can be is like a, a symbol, a beginning or an ending, a connection, just something that invites spirit in. 
and that, you know, you can get super woo about if you want. When the new year started, um, I had bought this journal and it was like a dot grid journal from, I believe the brand is called Archer and Olive. They're local, actually. Beautiful, beautiful notebooks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had bought that and I was, I had this like, I was very much in a creative flow state in this moment. And I was doing, I would actually like take pictures of my tarot spreads and then print them on this little thing that I have and put them over this like watercolor. It sounds very elaborate. It was kind of, Nathan was like, what is going on? (laughs) Our poor kitchen table was like, like it was very much like, (laughs) where are we? But so I had done all these like watercolor pages and then I would write down new moon and moon kind of, it was like a moon journal, basically. It even has the moon phases on the cover. I'm going to get back into it because I still have the journal, but I kind of like fell off with it, which I also think, you know, as far as rituals go, only do what feels good in that moment. Don't don't force yourself to do do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Who has, who really, who had time for this? I don't know. Um, I definitely did in this moment. I don't know why. I don't know. It was funny because you at the time, I had asked you because I wanted to give you a gift for Christmas and I was really into my painting phase. And um, you were like, I was like, what's your word for the year? I knew you would have one Mm because, you know, you always have these words and you were like, trust. And so I made, um, I made Kayleen for our listeners, um, this little, I basically painted the moon and then I just wrote trust in like a little hand lettering and gave that to her. And it's so funny because I have used that word so often just after giving it to you because I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, that's a really good word. When you feel unsure or you feel kind of shaky about anything, if you just kind of trust and put trust in, it's such a great word. I don't know. It's very, it's been very grounding. I've used it a lot this year. Well, that's good. I mean, it's, I didn't make up the word. No. I just picked it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take credit for it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for me, that's something that I don't like have a, a religion that I, you know, follow. And so for me, it's more a trust in the universe, a mm-hmm. trust in myself. I mean, coming back to like the fact that we're animals, like there's so much wisdom in our bodies when we tap, when we're able to tap into it. And sometimes we feel super disconnected from our bodies. I think that's like another, a whole nother topic. Of oh, that's just like a full episode, girl. Yeah. Or a season. I don't know. Yeah. You know yeah. A, li- a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, we spend, especially as women, I feel like we have so much going on within our bodies from cycling to phases of life. Like when you like enter motherhood, you're like, how did I not know any of this? Mm-hmm. Um, that like sometimes my easiest out for my brain is just to put like some trust into my body or mm-hmm. into the universe or into other drivers on the road, you know, like, Oh yes. I have I know. to, that's yeah. like my, that's my like release. And some people that doesn't work for them, but for me, it's just like, okay, I trust. Or like, if I'm going to a yoga class, I trust the teacher guide me. It's not up to me. Like, I'm just going to do what they say. Sometimes that like works for me. Other times I'm like, no, I'm going to guide my, I'm just here on the mat. And like, I will do whatever I feel like. And uh-huh. the teacher can like do their own class. And I'm just going to be in the back corner doing my own thing. Yeah. I definitely swing both ways. Yeah. With that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's sometimes it's just like, I don't know. Are we still talking about rituals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've delved, we've we delved like, off. But no, it is, it is. Okay. I mean, that's just it. That's one of your rituals is the words and you yeah. know what that means to you. Do you yeah. do any type of like journaling as a ritual? Yes. So I have been like a journaler my whole life and I dip in and out. Like there's times where I'm super consistent with it. And then other times where I like can't, I think my like perfectionistic tendencies kind of come at play where I'm like, if I don't have four hours to write in my journal and write every single thing that's happened in the day, it doesn't count. And so there was like a long period of time where I was like doing the dear diary journaling. Now my journaling is very different. I, I like 
got super into Abraham Hicks video YouTube, which is funny that you mentioned that I was listening to Abraham Hicks when I was like putting my makeup on in the morning or like in the shower, I bring my phone in my shower and like play it while I was like showering. It's just like a nice thing to like have, I don't know, like positive vibes, like entering my ears is sort of like what I would think of it as. But when I was like really into their stuff, I was one of the concepts that they have is like pre-paving your life by thinking about like, well, I'm, I'm getting in the car now. I'm going to have a safe and easy journey or whatever. And so I would, I was doing this thing where I would write in my journal, like a pre-paving for my day. Like I'm going to have an easy day. It's going to be really fun. And so I like, I have all these journal entries that are dated the day that I wrote the thing. And then it's like in present tense. And so going back and reading them, I have no idea if those things, did I, is that like, <laughs> did it happen? Yeah. Is yeah. that like the future Kayleen or is that the, like, was I writing Dear Diary or was mm-hmm. I talking about projecting into the future? I have no idea. But journaling for me has always been like a place of like connection to my inner wisdom into like manifesting and also like a place of when I have questions that I don't know the answer to a place that I can like like dip into. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm I'm now mostly a list maker, but I also oh. do like sort of morning pages, which what is... What do you mean list maker? Like to-do list? You know, not always. Sometimes it's, it's a brain dump, but it is in a list form. So it can be like what I want to draw into my life in a oh, list form. Okay. Um, just like little bullet points so that they're not so... Sentences. Sentences. Yeah. And then I also do sort of morning pages, which I consider like a brain dump. And okay. So morning pages come from... The Artist's Way. Yeah. The Artist's Way is a book. And it, it's a beautiful book. And and one of her suggestions when you're feeling like creatively blocked is that every morning you write these morning pages and they're basically... Three pages, right? Yes, three pages. And they're stream of consciousness. With the actual morning pages, you're meant to burn them afterwards. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, you are. I don't remember. But I do not do that. I just have like brain dumps and they're Mm -hmm. like, A, my... The burning is to like symbolize like the fact that you're not beholden to the words that you write. Like you have complete freedom. Correct. Okay. And so... I feel free anyway. Nobody's yeah. reading this. Um, right. Nobody could read it because my I write in hieroglyphs, basically. So it, it doesn't even matter, you know, if you read it or not. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> but but basically, I will do these like brain dumps and then my more structured, you know, kind of list oriented part is just is just that. It's like little, I, I take what I need from that and then yeah. I make like these little like two word, three word things that kind of just refocus me. Are you like referencing these later? Sometimes. Yeah. It depends what they're for. I, I Speaking of rituals, I know when we were first like meeting up to do the podcast and yeah. I bring with me this like this is this is a very specific thing, but I have to have the, the smaller version of a five star notebook, but it has five sections. OK, uh-huh. <laughs> and each of my sections is labeled like a thing in my life. And so one is like the money section, okay. finance, you know, yeah. but I do it like flowery. So it's like money. Like, like instead of food where I would like maybe write down recipes or ideas, like, you know, I'll write that down. Then I go into my, like my phone and make my actual list. Okay. But when I'm like meal planning or I would write like nourish. So I have like my nourish section. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. And then I have like my, my career section. And that Mm -hmm. one's always kind of crazy because I, I basically by day I'm a hairstylist and run my own, you know, essentially like work for myself. Yeah. And so I have to, you know, I think about like what's going to go on on my website and, you know, who do I need to call and contact this week and what do, who I need to follow up with and what products do I need to buy, um, you know, to do hair this week. Yeah. So that section is kind of all over the place, but they're like little things, but sometimes they're a little more flowery. Okay. And so then I have one section in there that's like totally like the back of the book. And that's where things are pretty woo. And (laughs) (laughs) that's where like, if I bought crystals, because my whole idea of like buying crystals, for instance, I go into the shop, I pick up what feels good. I write down the name of it. 
Then I come home and then I Google what all of it means. Like what, You're a big researcher. I'm a huge researcher yeah. my whole life. My whole family like knows this about it, teases me. Yeah. And my friends are like, you're like a wellspring of useless information. She sent me a screenshot from Wikipedia yesterday. So like I haven't been on Wikipedia <laughs> in a million years. Oh, I go on Wikipedia like once an hour. It's like in her like most used <laughs> bookmarks. <laughs> For sure. I Anyway, so I'll like look up these crystal meanings and then I write them all out and then I reflect on how... How that pertains to my current life and what these okay. crystals are trying to kind of bring to me, yeah. what energy it's trying to tell me I need. So some people walk into a crystal shop thinking, I need a love crystal. But what you're doing is you're letting the crystal reflect to you like what the I energy need. that yes. you need. Yes. And it's Ooh, wild. Like the first time I ever did it, I went in and I shouldn't have been in a crystal shop because I was recovering from an onset of the flu followed by severe bronchitis with a touch of pink eye. So like, I should you not, should not have, I should been, not in have been in public. No, but I was, so, other people's I, was, crystals. I was so sick of being at home that I decided to go to the crystal shop and, you know, procure some crystals. That'll like, cause feel as one will do. Yeah. yeah. And so I go and I'm picking up these crystals and I come home and, you know, a lot of times these crystals will have actual like physical things in the body that they heal. And for mine, it was like every crystal that I got and they were the ugliest crystals. Like, I'm not trying to be ugly. I still have them. They're beautiful. Okay. Like, in their own way, right. but they were all like these ruddy, deep red colors, like not what you go by. You they were like them? they were calling your name. They were calling to me. The energies were calling to me. But when I looked up the meaning, <laughs> they were all like like lung conditions. Oh my! Gosh. Every single one of them had to do with like a lung condition. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's trying to heal me. Yeah. But isn't that funny? That's cool. That's how it works, man. I've never. So I mean, I have a small collection of crystals, and I love them, but I don't have like. I like holding them. I don't know. I don't have like, I don't feel like I have like a very strong crystal game. Like I have some crystal books and um, my favorite one historically has been like a little tiny citrine piece that mm-hmm, I have. Mm-hmm. I love citrine. Um, but I want like a bigger, well, so the other day, a few days ago, a while ago, I went to a crystal shop here in Austin and I was looking for a few for my mother-in-law because my son is obsessed with the crystals in my house. He loves all of my crystals and it was her birthday. So I thought it'd be fun for him to give her a few crystals. And she's like, not that woo, but I think she could be, you know, she's like, woo curious. Who doesn't like a crystal? Exactly. Pretty rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I picked out a few for her, for him to give. And I was like snapping like the little cards that have the meanings and stuff. And then I like turned the corner and like this little gem was staring at me and I was like, Oh, I have to take you home. And I don't remember the name of it. Like I I don't retain that information in my brain very well. Like I have it, I have a picture somewhere. There's a note section in my phone just for crystals that you like when I'm out in the shop, I write down the names so that I can go home to Google well, and research. I, yeah, so I, <laughs> I did not do a deep dive. But this rock that I have, this crystal has changed the way I'm looking at my, all my other crystals because I love it so much. I want to like hold it all the time and I want to be like best friends with this little crystal. And now I'm like, oh, I don't think I love all of my crystals that same way. So now I like want to give them to people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listeners, don't get me started on Kayleen and giving things away. This girl, she will give everything away. <laughs> she will get something. And she's like, this no longer serves me. Like like half the time, I'm like, does Kayleen still follow me on Instagram? Because she is like notorious <laughs> for just unfollowing, getting rid of, you know, what does not, no longer serves her. And like, I'm really trying to cultivate some of this into my own life because I think it's actually a pretty good habit is to like, she is like Marie Kondo her life. Like yes. spark joy or, you know, no, no, it's out of here. Yeah. And she's very good about that. 
that. So, well, thank you. It is, it sometimes is problematic, <laughs> but I mean, I, we have a nanny and probably once a week, I'm like, hey, uh, Claudia, do you want this thing? <laughs> Random stuff all the time. I'm like, I'm going to take it to Goodwill or I'm going to like mail it to a friend. But if you want it, you can have it. And it's always like super, super random stuff. One time we had a mandolin that we like got and our, um, I'm so sorry, whoever got it from our wedding registry, but we hadn't opened it for like six years. It was still in the box. And I was like, I'm literally never going to slice a vegetable with a mandolin. So I gave it to her and she was like super happy about it. She loves to cook and oh yeah, she doesn't have kids. So like when she's, I don't know, it's just like, that is a taxing thing that I have no interest in. So yeah, I let, that's, a, I guess that's a ritual of mine. That's like a daily thing that I do is like, I audit and look at stuff. The other day <laughs> I was complaining to a friend about like this Madewell V-neck t-shirt. It was like annoying the crap out of me because I felt like it was like too much boob. And I was like, maybe I should have got the smaller size. I don't know, but it's driving me crazy. And she was like, if you don't stop talking about that shirt, like you need to, you need to get rid of it. And I was like, okay. So then I went through my whole closet. I have four of them because at I one know point the exact I really shirt. I know shirt. the exact shirt. Yes. <laughs> Too much boob. If something happens to them. They stretch out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cause like in the store, I was like, oh, this is so cute. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to put that in my thread up bag. So I, that, I don't know if that's a ritual or a habit or what it is. It's a quirk. But like, I am constantly setting things aside to send a thread up at Goodwill. I love mailing stuff to friends, like gently use the, all my stuff that I'm getting rid of is like pretty nice. Gently, like even like earrings, like I have a pair of earrings that I was like, I know these are the for the perfect person. I would have bought them for her, but I accidentally bought them for myself. And so then I wore them a few times and then mailed them to her. And I was like, these are not new, but they're for you. <laughs> the ritual of letting go. <laughs> Well, we can't get through this episode without touching on moon rituals. Yeah, I want to hear, I feel like you have, I want to hear about your like moon and like anchored rituals around nature. And then I kind of wanted to talk about like uh, stuff that we do with our kids. If you have any rituals with your kids. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I definitely have stuff around like the moon and nature rituals and like the moon is something, it's just such a, I liked the idea of using that for when I, when I gave you that gift that said trust, because I'm like, yeah. oh, the moon is such a, it's always there. It's the staple, you know, even when you can't see it, it's there. Like, I love the idea of like the moon and trust. They go hand in hand to me. Mm -hmm. And as I was kind of saying, I did that moon journal, but I definitely kind of follow the moon phases. I, even our podcast, we've set up episodes and air dates and all sorts of things based around the moon calendar, because we're both on the same, you know, we like those vibes, those the moon vibes. wavelength. Yes. Yeah. And I definitely like I have trouble sleeping during the full moon always. And I feel like people definitely get a little wacky around the full moon. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of write it off like, well, that's it's a moon, full moon, people acting crazy. I mean, I don't know if you're not familiar with those phases, there's definitely some good apps and things that you can follow. We both follow, I think the same one. What's oh, it called? I'll have to put it in the show notes. Yeah. I can't think of it right now because it just says moon on my phone. <laughs> I know. But um, Dr. Ezie Spencer is a really good person to follow. And she has a book um, called Lunar Abundance. Mm. That's really great. And um, she was on, I think she was on an episode of the Just Lively podcast, which is how I got introduced to her. So she's Australian and she is like, a lawyer with a PhD. So she's like very like academic and then got into like the moon. And so I really appreciate that she has like a science, like knowledge brain. And then she's like coming at it from a really yes. woo perspective. But one of her suggestions is to start by just looking at the moon. Like if you are outside, look up in the sky, or if you're in your house and you can see the moon, look at it. And during the day, at night, whenever, and 
that practice alone is like so grounding just Mm -hmm. to like look up at it and be like, that's the same moon that everybody around the world can look at and that everybody from millennia has seen. That same rock. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so cool. That's the thing. It's like, that's the same moon that I saw when I was 11. Yeah. And that's the same moon that I see now. Yeah. And that you'll see when you're 80. Mm-hmm. And cool. I And I love that now people, I feel like now people are getting more into the moon because, you know, everybody's like, oh, this is the the blue flower moon. You know, everybody yeah, knows all the kind of, it's, in the, it's in the news a lot. And, and you pe- can buy moon stuff at Urban Outfitters. Oh, you know, yeah. oh like, gosh. Yeah, it's yes. like a thing. Urban Outfitters, they're woo light, but they're definitely, they're, I mean, they woo dabble for yeah. sure. Like, no no shade. I used to work at Urban Outfitters. You would. <laughs> of course I would. <laughs> That's perfect. Of course. <laughs> the moon is definitely something that, that, you know, I have rituals around and I've gotten other people on too, as I, I, I was saying, kind of, you know, before I basically we open the wallet to the moon and say full moon full moon full moon fill her up fill her up fill her up and man that works so and your mom started that my mom yeah I think I so where she got it you would have to ask her. oh my mom has like for for my mom not being woo really she yeah. does have a lot of woo things like if she sees a black cat she gets like I can't even tell you like if a black cat crosses her path like very superstitious she said her mom was that way see that's what I'm talking about from being yeah, from the south it's true like, there's I definitely like stuff there's some, oh for sure everybody yeah. I know from the south has something I yeah. would say that they're like it's like a weird you know yeah because I'm from the west coast I'm from California originally and so like I just think everybody like writes us off as hippies which okay maybe we are but like I feel like the south has some like the thing about the south and the southeast specifically mm-hmm. and um and then like the East Coast in general is yeah. older. Yes. So you're going to have more rituals because yeah. you have all this... Um, Connection to the old world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so naturally there, I mean, there were like the moon witches, rituals witches. are not new, you yeah. know, like go yeah. look up and go look at an almanac. Like been there forever. Uh, yeah. Like for as long as there's been the moon, there's been moon rituals. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, even even like biblical, like there's all sorts yeah. of different things that, yeah. you know, that that revolve around these... Um, like moon phases and, or not just that anything. And so, yeah, it's definitely like the Southeast has a lot of that. I mean, I grew up pretty close to New Orleans. So like, there's naturally going to be some rituals. I mean, New Orleans is like, you can go there and it's just like, ooh, yeah. (laughs) That's perfect. I have a question for you about crystals. So we're supposed to put our crystals out under the new moon to charge them. What does that even mean? Do you know what that means? Yeah. I mean, I think there's like the idea that they hold energy. So like sometimes they absorb Mm -hmm. energy, certain crystals and Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not even all crystals, I don't believe. And like some, you there's different ways to like cleanse your crystals. You can like smudge them. You can put them under the moon, which is like the moon kind of can recharge them, which that's, pr- it's oh, pretty that woo. Sense. It's pretty yeah. woo. I will, you I'll, wash I'll them put them on like the water. Yes. If they're water safe crystals. If they're water safe crystals, you have to be careful. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. I've definitely like destroyed a crystal or two thinking they were water safe. Maybe it just needed to go. Maybe it just needed to go. Oh yeah. One time I put them out in under the moon, these crystals of mine in, um, in a little bowl. And I don't do this anymore because this happened. And I guess like a, I'm guessing like a possum or a squirrel because they like shiny things to put in their nest. Stole some of my crystals. So then I was like looking up researching, like what does it mean when a crystal goes missing? Like, will I ever see it again? And I was so sad because one of them was like my very first crystal that my sister had given me when I was going through my heartache. Mm. Um, when I was like young, like I was probably like in my early twenties. Yeah. And um, she had given me this like rose quartz heart crystal. But at the mm. time um, that it went missing, I was with my now husband and really in a place where this wasn't really a crystal that I did need right. necessarily. I'm not, yeah. you know, I didn't need any soothing and it went away and I could, I mean, it was like gone for ages. And so about really a year, it was a year goes by 
And I, um, I'm out in the yard one day doing something. And I mean, I have looked for this crystal <laughs> and it was out in the yard. And it was so funny because I think Nate and I had just had like a fight and oh. it was like, there it was. And I was like, oh, they found its way back to me. Yeah. The squirrel left it behind. Oh, but isn't so that cool. funny? Like yeah. sometimes they just pop back up. Um, but I don't leave them outside because I'm like, no, I want to keep my crystals that, yeah. I, you know, they're mine. So yes. I put them on the windowsill instead. Yeah, keep them indoors. Yeah. Not out in nature unless you want nature to interact with them. Unless you want nature to interact with them. No, yeah. that's a risk you run, which mm-hmm. I guess it's telling, tells you what you need and what you don't. I think my, for me, the moon ritual that I like the most is setting a new intention with the new moon. And me then too. I, you know, throughout the month then can kind of like check in with that. And if it serves me great. And if not, then I can think about like a little bit about like, why did I set that intention and like, let that go also. Yes. So I think it's like a nice, just a, what is it? Every 30, 28 days. 28 days. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, yeah, like you're supposed to essentially set your intentions with the new moon and then mm-hmm. they kind of are meant to culminate with uh, the full moon and then kind of, you can let them kind of die down back into your new moon where you set new intentions. So that's kind of like the whole premise, but I love it just as a guide. I mean, A, we should be checking in with ourselves that regularly. You right. know what I mean? Like people people get the idea and I know you and I both love the new year because we view it as like it is like woo season. Yeah. And we love a new start. We love We're a fresh start. We're already counting down to the We're new year. We're already counting down to the new year <laughs> <laughs> because we love a fresh start. And there's something about that moon cycle where it's a fresh start every month and you really yeah. get to check in with yourself. You really get to reflect. I just think there's there's the thing about rituals is it's a chance to reflect. It's a chance right. to check in with yourself and to really do some internal work and see what's serving you and what's not. That to me is is exactly what a ritual should be. Well, I mean, so I've just been thinking about it because like, well, it really comes back to that whole conversation of like, is it a habit or is it a ritual? And what are the intentions behind it? Because at least for me, I have a almost three-year-old and a one-year-old. And so they, these little creatures are, are such creatures of habit and they thrive on routine. And so it's really been a practice for me in the last few years of acknowledging the fact that I get to cultivate the habits that they have and at least set the stage. I cannot control them. They're not robots, but I like... I'm the container that they can move within. And so um, one of the things that I started is like when it's about time for dinner, I will turn jazz music on at, at home. And so there's always jazz music playing at dinner. And so for me, that's like the dinner zone. Like we're not listening to Jack Johnson. We're not listening to like nursery rhymes like we're just listening to like the jazz music it's a little space of that's like my that. little musical ritual um because I feel like it's like a tiny bit of musical education for them and I like the way that it sounds and I just let Alexa pick whatever station mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. wants I have like playlists that I've been wanting to like work in but we we have time we have time to do that oh yes um and so then also just in the evening time thinking about like what are the rituals that will help like lull them to sleep? And I, we have not mastered sleep in our house, so I cannot pretend to be expert at anything, but I just know that sticking with something has worked really well for us. So whatever it is, like being consistent with it has been the key. And so this is turning it back onto us because I've been wanting to cultivate better sleep habits for myself. And Mm -hmm. so I've like been so focused and so intentional with sleep for the children. And now I'm like, hold on a second. Like, what am I doing to lull myself to sleep? Like, what am I doing to like get into my bedtime rituals and like my like easeful night? So aside from tucking in my phone, like I haven't really like done anything. Like I'm pretty bad about like 
I wasn't something, somebody that always washed their makeup off. Like sometimes I'm like too tired to brush my teeth. Like I haven't like Mm -hmm. my nighttime routine needs an overhaul. And I feel like one of the things that I want to do is like bring more ritual into my evening. Um, and with my kids or without my kids, you know, I definitely have more, I have more evening rituals, I would say than I do morning. Well, I just, do you have any kiddo ones? You know, here's the thing. Wilder, his, my my child is only like one and a half and his bedtime is still pretty early. Yeah. So like I don't even start cooking dinner oftentimes until after he's gone down. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's sort of like, I imagine that's about to change yeah. in the next six months because he'll probably need to be up while we eat because yeah. I don't want to eat at 9 p.m., right. you know? But Well, that's a ritual in itself, getting the kid down and then cooking dinner. Oh, it's totally a ritual. Yeah. But, I, but you know, there's something to be said about I really viewed that as like my time yeah. um, for a long time. And I read this Thich Nhat Hanh book. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's how you say his name. Tick- don't not Han? I don't I'm not know. Sure. We'll Google it later. We don't know. We're going to uh, learn. We're going to learn <laughs> with a, you. We're learning People together. People who are listening are like shouting his name at us. Uh, it's it's okay. so true. Um, anyway, yeah, don't shout at us. Um, just politely we, correct us. We can't hear you. <laughs> on our Instagrams or something. Anyways, I, I love his work and his books. And I had listened to one maybe around like when Wilder was first born. And I was so focused on like getting the baby to do what I wanted the baby to do yeah. when he was a baby, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, to be able to do what I wanted to do so that I could have my life because yeah. you feel very like, oh, like they're taking my time. away. Yes. Yeah. And I was listening to that a book that he had, and he talks about his friend who was a father who was always so peaceful and so happy, um, even when there was like chaos around him with his children. Mm-hmm. And he asked him, you know, how he had cultivated this. And he basically said, instead of viewing the child's time as the child's time and my time as my time, I view our time as my time. Oh. And I've tried to really cultivate that yeah. mindset more so that I don't view, because the thing is, I'm not going to, you know, people say this all the time, but it's true. I know that I'm not going to look back in 15 years Mm -hmm. and be like, well, I'm really glad I got the baby to bed so that I could drink wine and watch, you know, pose. Like I'm going to be happier to have spent the time with him. That's what I'm going to remember. I'm not going to remember the TV show or the five seconds I got to myself. So I think more just trying to be, uh, be more present, and yeah. mindful. I mean, aren't we all trying? Well, and like that's a perspective that you don't have yet, but that you can utilize like a resource, like a book reminding you of that perspective and be like, oh, I can like propel myself into the future and look back at this moment and think about like, what's the memory that I want to make? Like, what's the vibe that I want to hold in this space with my child? And not even just I with, like that, not even just with a child, like even with a partner, yeah. with a friend, totally. um, just with somebody you view as like, well, I have to do this right now. And it's yeah. like, we're doing this, you know, this is our time yeah. and this is a shared time because I think I am actually, I, it would seem that I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually quite the introvert. And mm-hmm. I really, really, really value my alone time, which yeah. is something very difficult when you have a kid. But that being said, I don't want to be a hermit and I don't want to be somebody who can't enjoy my time with others because that's actually what's maybe most important. And yeah. it's, it's a struggle for me to remember that at times, but it's, it's something that I'm really trying to cultivate in my life current. But I think that's a good yeah, stop and plays. I and like I think that. we've really run the gamut on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Went all over the place. So if you stayed on this journey, share some of your favorite rituals with us. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's, that's pretty, pretty woo. woo.